All right, this is Brent Leary, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with, now not everybody can have a title like this, folks, so this is a really cool one. His First, his name is Julio Viscovich, but he has the coolest title. He is known as the social selling sensei for Hootsuite. I'm so glad I said that and didn't stutter, but Julio, thank you for joining me today, man. Hey, Brent, thanks a lot, man. It's a pleasure to uh, to jump on your show. So before we jump into uh, the meat of the, the whole conversation, which is going to be around social selling and where we are with it today, i got to ask, how did you become the social selling sensei, man? <laughs> That's a good question, and uh, I love answering it because it's, some of the, it's, it's a piece that I really hold dear to my heart, and that really involves me not coming across as a trainer or somebody who's always constantly out there preaching a one-way. Um, I like the sensei title because – Essentially, it allows me to absorb information as well, and I work with the folks uh, that I'm training all the time, and I'm not the be-all and end-all of anything, and I'm learning just as much as them. So the Sensei title applies. Very cool. Now, you've been at this for a number of years, and you're in a company that everybody knows about Hootsuite, but tell me, what is social selling, And, and maybe you can tell us what was it when you first got started with social selling the definition and how has it evolved to what you, it is today in your in your opinion mm. man i've seen so many changes over the last couple of years i mean when i first got started social selling realistically was having a salesperson be on social media just be on twitter be on linkedin and nowadays there's a whole other piece to that uh, so my definition today of social selling would be augmenting your current sales process with specific social media tactics. Uh, And sales reps, by getting on social media, that's not just good enough anymore. There's now specific tactics and actions that they need to put in play to to be a successful social seller. And looking back at the early days, I mean, there was a lot of stuff going on. A lot of people were trying to evolve this term called social selling. And now I think it's kind of settled down where we're starting to see you know, people settle on a nice definition, which is, you know, something with a very close to what I just said. And that's people, uh, salespeople augmenting their current social uh, sales process with social media. All right. So you say augmenting. Are there any aspects of what social and mobile and cloud has done to the way that we engage each other, particularly from a business perspective? Are you seeing any of those tools actually taking the place of more traditional aspects of selling, or is it truly an augmentation? So it's, you, you, you find what works best with the traditional stuff, and you marry it with the new stuff, and you come up with you know, social selling. Exactly what you just mentioned, Brent. I think it's really a marriage between a couple things. Um, trying to jump into a completely different sales process just because this term social selling has been thrown around, it's, it's not the way to go. It really is an augmentation, and I compare it it to much like having a Ferrari and putting your standard gasoline in it. But when you add social selling into the mix, it's like throwing high octane fuel in that baby and watching it go. It's, it's pretty incredible. And the fact that you don't have to do anything differently, it's just small little pieces that you want to change. So for example, the, call, the, the calls are still there, emails are still there, the sales process is still the same. All of a sudden, you have this ability to access data about people and find out things about them that you never knew before. Uh, previously, uh, people were jumping on a phone call uh, with your sales uh, reps, and 
essentially having 0% of the buying process done, coming to them for education and to find out about the product. But times have changed with the evolution of the internet and with digital, people are finding all that information online. So they're coming to the sales rep, 90% done the sales or buying process already. And that's a problem because if you're not out there putting content out, being a micro marketer and putting out those content breadcrumbs to lead your buyer to you, uh, you're going to have your lunch eaten. Let me ask you now, we know some of the tools, and maybe we'll talk a little bit about the tools uh, that go into uh, using or becoming a, a good social salesperson, but what are some of the characteristics that a person should have or needs to have in order to really become an effective social salesperson? Well, the first thing I'd say is the ability to listen. It really is all about listening, and that's the first thing I always recommend people to do before they jump into a conversation online, is find out where your buyers are at, that's linked, whether it's specific Twitter hashtags, and just listen. Get a feel for the conversation, and get a feel for how you can involve yourself and add value to that community. So making sure that you're someone who just doesn't run into a cocktail party and start shooting out noise, uh, that's a huge characteristic. So being able to listen. I think the next piece is really making sure that you put your customer or your buyer ahead of yourself. I think, you know, long gone are the days where, you know, you have those sleazy type salespeople who, you know, are trying to sell cars based on, the, you know, the commission that you're making on it. Now it's about really being buyer centric and making sure that you can put the buyer ahead of yourself in communications. That means making sure that there's you and you're involved in the communication rather than I, I, I. It's all about positioning it to be very buyer centric. And I think those are a couple of the characteristics that I think will make a, a successful modern salesperson. What are some of the things that hinder somebody from becoming an effective social salesperson, or, or I should say, being an effective salesperson in this common era of social. Mm, yeah, that's a really good way of putting it, Brent. And I think probably the number one thing that is going to hinder somebody's success in this area is going for the hard sell, applying traditional tactics to the social media part of the sales process. Now, it's there for information gathering and positioning yourself as a thought leader and putting out those social content breadcrumbs that bring your buyer towards you. But oftentimes you still have people who are going in there for the kill. And I, I compare it to, you know, and I have to give Gary Vaynerchuk credit for this as being that 18 year old boy at the prom who, you know, he's not interested in a date and he wants to close it immediately. It's the same type of mentality where you're on social and you go for the hard sell uh, rather than building those relationships. And when you do that, you find that the person at the other end is generally not very receptive and it doesn't work out too well for uh, for the lifetime of that customer or potential buyer. So we kind of know or we expect uh, when you start successfully using social selling tactics and strategies and tools, it should have a positive impact on uh, the relationship that you have with the prospect and the customer. But let's talk a little bit about the internal relationship that the social selling or social tools and technologies does it also impact or should it impact or how does it impact the relationship between sales and marketing and even sales and service because they're all touch points to uh, customer engagement and they all can impact the relationship that a company has with the customer? Amazing question. And that's something that I've been personally thinking a lot about lately. And 
I'm in the middle of trying to really make a push and coining this new term called sell marketing, which is a marriage between sales and marketing. And I think it's so necessary for social selling to be successful. So on one end, you have got to have sales and marketing work together around the content you're putting out. Uh, if you're going to be putting out those social breadcrumbs and leading the buyer to you, marketing really has to have a huge part in this and deciding what types of content should go out. And then when you start running uh, campaigns that are focused on certain buyers or uh, industries, I think marketing plays a huge role in what type of content for awareness or for um, consideration or, you know, depending on the funnel stage, they have to be involved to make sure the salespeople are putting out the right content. And it's very interesting you bring up support as well because that's still, that, that is definitely another area and a touch point for customers that oftentimes uh, there was a divide or a silo um, away from sales. So now with social and particularly tools, uh, and I'm going to say Hootsuite only because I'm very familiar with that tool, um, or I, I should say a platform, one of the great things about it is the collaboration aspect of it. So when a pricing question comes into support, a traditional way of handling that for the support person might be to take a screenshot, um, pop it into an email, send it over to somebody in sales or, you know, somebody over in sales operations and it gets, you know, dispersed that way if, if, it's, a, if it's a genuine lead. Nowadays, uh, with tools that allow this social collaboration, if a pricing question comes in to somebody uh, in support, now they can click a button and route that message directly still within Hootsuite in the same system over to somebody on the sales team and they can go ahead and interact with that individual or that lead uh, in a timely fashion where previously um, it would have been, you know, multiple systems involved in a very timely, uh, you know, time, time extensive process. So it's, it's improved things a lot. And this is a great conversation uh, we're with Julio, the social selling sensei. Oh, that sounds so cool. Uh, I need to get a cool nickname like that. But anyway, I digress. Uh, we talk a little bit about or a lot about social selling from a kind of a strategic standpoint and from an overall organizational perspective like you just mentioned. But maybe it's uh, a little more uh, – some folks need a little more concrete uh, ways to talk about this. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about the kinds of metrics that uh, you start to use or, or maybe they're – metrics that are more traditional and how they are impacted by social selling or possibly some new metrics that help to understand, help folks to understand the impact social selling is having on an organization. Maybe we could talk a little bit about that and maybe even in the context of what you're doing at Hootsuite around this area. Sure. And I think, you know, you're bang on because it's a new set of metrics that salespeople weren't necessarily measured on before. And I think it's really interesting to see that uh, progression. So the first thing I kind of look at is, you know, your very kind of high level metrics when you're looking at your entire team. And that's, you know, making sure that everyone's adopted it. So making sure that everybody has a completed LinkedIn profile, a completed and mar marketed approved uh, Twitter profile as well, making sure that that's full uh, you know, SEO is rampant throughout your entire profile and attracting those buyers, uh, which is one step in the right direction as far as um, measuring. And that's just at a very high level. When I start to drill down a little bit deeper, though, I look at metrics and I call these REA, R-E-A, reach, engagement, and amplification. And what that allows me to measure is, well, it allows me to take it beyond those surface level metrics, such as follower growth or, um, you know, number of uh, fans or friends, etc. That is such a bogus number because realistically, you can never know how much value you're getting out of those folks 
at that at that metric level. Um, when you look at people buying fans, buying followers, and realizing that just because there's a big number there, it doesn't mean anything. So you have to take it a step further, drill down a little bit deeper. And when you start to look at, okay, I have this big of a X amount of follower growth, but how much engagement are those fans doing on my page? And going beyond that, how are they amplifying? So if you were talking Twitter, how many people are mentioning you? And from an amplica uh, amplification standpoint, how many people are retweeting you? And very similar with, with Facebook is how many people are liking my posts, commenting on it, and resharing it? And the higher percentages of folks that are engaging and amplifying, you can be sure that you're growing a per community or a per garden, as I like to refer to it. And that's an authentic, driven uh, content, uh, advocate-driven garden or community. So the last question I want to ask is just, I, I know you use Hootsuite uh, for a, lot, a number of your activities, but are there any additional tools that you use maybe in conjunction with Hootsuite uh, to kind of implement the social selling strategy that you use? Definitely. One of my favorite ones is called Trendspotter Trend does. You're able to put a search term or a hashtag in, and it looks at, and this is for Twitter only, by the way, but what it does is brings you a list of articles that are shared uh, currently that are around that specific hashtag. So really what it allows you to do is have trending, relevant, and very good potential for vir uh, virality right at your fingertips, and you can share those out. So that's how I stay on top of it and try and provide possible to my followers. Uh, so that's certainly a, a great one. So that's Trendspotter. That's spelled T-R-E-N-D-S-P-O-T-E-R without the E. Uh, touch uh, quickly is Get Little. It's a, a nice tool that I've started to use lately that allows me to find influential people in certain categories. And it's amazing because what it the social selling process and it sends you little missions to do throughout the day like hey this individual here is very influential in the topic you want to be influential and we recommend you follow them so you get that email coming through each and every day and it sort of prompts you with little activities that help you get in the spirit of, of social selling uh, so those are a couple tools uh, I'd say I lean on quite heavily what was that last one again because a little choppy when you said the name oh no problem that was get little bird Okay, get little bird. Great. Those, those sound like great ones. And, and trend spotter was the other one. Uh, mm -hmm. This has been great, uh, Julio. Great information. Where can people learn more about what you're up to uh, on web on the line, on the web so that uh, they can learn more about this whole area of social selling? Definitely, I can get a. I'm you know definitely not someone that's hard to get a hold of online. You can hit me up at my website, which is julioviscovich.com. So my name uh, .com. I'm also on Twitter at julioviscov. That's J-U-L-I-O-V-I-S-K-O. And last but not least, if you want to connect on LinkedIn, I'm at LinkedIn.com/in/social selling. So either one of those three spots, I'm always there to help. 